0: You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's not you. Oh, gosh. How does that even relate to what we're going to be talking about? I guess, like, long-term with Warner, but no, not really. Jumanji. No. (laughs) Anyway, today we're going to be discussing, through various parts in our three-part podcast that we now do, HBO Max. Well, not really HBO, but HBO Max. And this is started, with our nerd news to begin with, by the fact that Game of Thrones is getting a prequel no one wants. I think there's one person that wants it. <laughs> okay, so I went through... I don't normally, like, comment in the AV Club comments or other websites, because, oh my god, comment sections are just absolute dross. Yes. Like, it, it's the worst of the worst. Um... But I went in there because someone, like one of their writers, posted something about the prequel trilogy or prequel series, um, House of the Dragon. And it's like, oh, it's very pretty, but does anyone really care? And most of the comments in there were like, no, no one cares. This is awful. Why are they doing this? And one guy, one guy <laughs> had to come and defend it. Now, normally, like an article like this would pull everyone out of the woodwork. That's like, you were just crapping on this. We must defend this show. When only one dude shows up for it, from the internet, yeah, from the internet, where you on can just AV do whatever you want, club. yeah. Like, well, they're all ornery bastards. Yeah, no one agrees on AV club. No, not even the writers. Everyone, everyone that posts in the AV club complains about what's been written. Yeah, yeah, it's just, that's just all that happens there, and. That one guy shows up. Like you you know, if they were crapping on a Hawkman thing, at least three dudes would show up. So that's yeah. two pe- two I less I would be one of them. Actually, no, I'd probably be crapping on it too. <laughs> that's two less people that showed up here yeah. than showed up for Game of Thrones. Yeah. So there's no fan base anymore for it. Like
1: And I think I've said this before, but I can't remember a different or another fandom yeah. that completely executed itself.
0: Like, it's hard to create a series and carry it through start to finish without having a drop-off. Yeah, and no, drop-offs yeah. are fine. Endings are hard. No one's going to argue with yeah. that. Like, the closest I have, though, to a fan base that crapped the bed that hard, or a show that crapped the bed for the fan base that hard, is How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Which is close, but there are still people that will enjoy it. Well, the first few seasons are good. I'll go back and watch it. No one goes back to watch Game of Thrones. No. Because it's building to something that doesn't happen. Yeah. In my head, I was thinking Battlestar Galactica, the yeah. new one. But I was like, I kind of... I didn't mind the end into Battlestar Galactica. I didn't I felt like it. I didn't like it, but I didn't... I I, hate it. I still feel like there was enough good intermediate episodes. Yeah. Because they, they... While that show was an overarching story, there were individual points. Yeah. That fine. were just single episodes that you could just watch. Yeah. Like... I have problems with some... Get your fat ass off my shit. Like, I, yeah, I have some problems bro. with some shows that are just truly serialized, and when when yes. they build to something, it's all ass. Picard. Yes. Star Trek Picard is start to finish bad. Because it, it has like a couple good episodes to kick off a season, and then it just descent, degenerates into nothing. Yeah, and I can you're get like, into it, no. personally. Start to finish I is bad. I love Star Trek. But when you watch Game of Thrones... The show is not individual episodes. It's structured, especially in the later seasons, Mm -hmm. in such a way that there is no one storyline per episode you can follow because it's all building across eight to ten episodes. Yes. Yeah. So, and all those those seasons build across one long story – so that like there's no individual story you can you can't pick pick out an episode and go I'm going to watch season 5 episode 8 and watch Arya go kill a bunch of people start to yeah, finish was, as she has a character arc there's I really no character the, arcs you need to
1: know the motivation yeah,
0: there's no character arcs in there she'll get like one scene where she gets close to killing a dude and then the next episode she'll get another scene where she like studies him from afar and picks out a poison and then we'll get another scene in the next like there's no arcs. No. That, like, per episode. And Witcher kind of feels the
1: same way, too. Like, a lot of those types of shows, yeah. Which
0: makes it hard to get into it. Like, you watch a serialized show like Black Sails, each episode individually at least has something going on for its own story. But Game of Thrones was built in such a way that if the ending died, the whole show died because everything was building to everything else, and there was no single point.
1: Yeah. And there was so much with Game of Thrones, too, where, like, the first... I would say four or five seasons mm-hmm. had like threads that were all you know being woven yep into a big tapestry mm-hmm. and there were like little hints here and there about what was going to
0: happen and then all of a sudden they just ran out of thread and were just like eh. yeah I discussed this in my podcast oh not podcast I discussed this on the website a couple weeks back with um writing an article about how to fix Game of Thrones which is a fun creative writing exercise but you know no one's going to care because the game show died yeah but like what you have to do is not only do you need to kind of fix season six and season seven a bit? You got to take out that magical fast travel they have where just spontaneously armies can go all the way across a continent, which they couldn't do. Like how long did it take Arya to travel from one end of Westeros to the other? It took her like three seasons with the, with the hound. And then spontaneously all the armies of the Dothraki and the, uh, the nameless, whatever they were called. um, They can just go from one end to the other in a, in an episode. And you're like, and you walked that, right? Really? You d- really? Well, yeah. like, a little girl and her protector couldn't do that in three seasons, and she's got boundless energy. How did you do that in a day? With an army. With an army! And through two dragons. Ah! Yeah. Like, no. The dragons, maybe. The rest of them, no. 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 So, this is. You gotta get rid of the fast travel. You gotta tighten up the story. But the big thing that you have to do is fix season eight. Yes. And. That requires you to completely change what the focus was. The focus of season eight was who wins the Iron Throne. Yes. They didn't care about enough about the White Walkers to actually give them a proper ending. They just Which kind was of stupid. It was just it like, away. Oh, yeah. we're gonna build up to this whole point. Oh, that yeah, was and it's it just like you guys One were built episode? as the villains and now you're not. Um, but they cared more about the Iron Throne and Cersei and all of her stuff. Yes. When really Cersei should have been the start of the season. Mm-hmm. take her out, free up Westeros, then go fight the White Walkers after you've already blasted half of your army apart, trying to take out this other threat from behind. Then have the White Walkers be the point of the season. At that point, you're sitting there going, Iron Throne's dead. All the, uh, Half the nations are dead. The North wants out. The Iron Isles wants out. I think we lost the Seven Kingdoms. I think it doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah. I, th- I thought a more logical step would have been, because Cersei's whole thing is she just wants absolute power. Uh-huh. And... I think it would have made more sense for her to see the um, the whites and whatnot and uh-huh. be like, I'll be one of them. Yeah. Oh, that's possible too. Like. Yeah. Just, because that would be within her character. She's lost everything. Yeah. So, who has the most power? The Night King.
0: The Night King is. She becomes a White Walker and then goes and visits the graves of her kids to resurrect them. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, I can see that. And I. It,
1: And I think that would have been a much better ending because it would have rallied the rest of Westeros against them Mm -hmm. if that
0: were to happen. What we got didn't work. And that leads to a problem of, so we're getting a 200-year prequel. Yes. Which raises its own problems. One, we know the ending. I mean, we can be invested in the characters up to a point, but we know where this is headed. So well, whoever takes over the Iron Throne is going to be a crazy motherfucker who brings the end of the Seven Kingdoms yeah. in time. It's the Star Wars prequel yeah. syndrome. Where it's like like, we... Sure, it's 200 years in the past, so we're not getting the same characters, but why do we care? Yeah. Plus, you've already failed to tell us a good story once. Yeah, if you the te- IP's dead. Yeah. If you tell the story, the same, if you don't give us episodic tales... And you try and do the same thing. I don't think people are going to lat- make it through a season. No.
1: no. I, I I feel like this is totally either a we need to retain the rights of the Game of Thrones franchise, mm-hmm. or they there was some sort of contractual agreement where it's cheaper for them just to make it. I think it's just as simple
0: as they have an IP that was successful and they haven't been able to let go of it yet. Yeah.
1: It's too late. Like yeah. Like how long ago was the was season eight? Like four years ago? Four years, I four think. Or yeah. Five?
0: It was just before COVID. Yeah. It's done. A lot has happened since A then. A lot has happened since then. And you don't have you don't hear people going, Well, I I was stuck in door, doors with COVID, so I decided to go watch all eight seasons of Game of Thrones. No, no one said that. No, their viewership numbers on Game of Thrones taint. Yeah. There's still, I, I use, I browse Reddit
1: a lot. Mm-hmm. One of the most popular th- um, communities on Reddit mm-hmm. is Free Folk, which is just, just exists lamenting how awful <laughs> Game of Thrones is. Well, and yeah. it used to be a fan community, but now it's just, they're like, I try to watch, and I remember a few people posting, mm-hmm. I try to watch. Game of Thrones since, you know, I'm sitting at home and I couldn't even make it through the first season because it just made me sick to my stomach.
0: Yeah. Well, it's that thing of – okay, so you look back at some of the shows that uh, HBO has done in the past. People will go on and on and – I don't see the point, but they will – about Sex and the City. Yeah, and it got, uh, it got its own continuation. That's doing well enough. I guess it's going to third season or something. Who fucking cares? I don't watch it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not an old white lady, so it's not my no. show. <laughs> no. But – but there's the, the, the wire the fan base is bonus. rabbit the wire yeah. was another one Ra- people like the wire was what 20 years ago at this yeah. point and people, people still watch it people still go back and watch it again and still talk about it and there's still discussion about what that show did like we're four years out and i think we're the only two people still talking about game of thrones
1: yeah unless it's people just like hey remember that mm-hmm. weird cultural phenomenon where mm-hmm. almost for a decade there was this television show yeah with fantasy people in it and sean bean died again you and-
0: mean uh you mean how i met your mother yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, Ugh. I tell you if Sean Bean had died in how I met your mother, that would have been Chef, kiss, chef Okay. Kiss. <laughs> Sean Bean is revealed to be the mother and then he dies. I, that at least I would accept it at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that show. <laughs> I know. But I so, love the... <sighs> uh, so this this gets to the idea that Warner's gets IP I mean, they have that multiversus they're putting out, which is all their IP mashed together for no good reason. But Warners gets IP and then just doesn't really know what to do with it. They just kind of, like, Mm -hmm. throw it against the wall and hope something sticks. Like their DCU. Yeah, so their DCEU, which the most successful part of, which is kind of sad in a way, is the Zack Snyder cut of Justice Justice League. League. And that's done well enough now that they want to do a David Iyer cut of the Suicide Squad, which, I mean, in fairness to David Iyer, he got kind of screwed on yeah. the development of that movie. Like, I'm hoping that
1: this is just um, them saying, yo, we know we messed up, yep. so trust us in the future.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, that movie was taken away from him after its first cut because they decided it was too dark after Batman v Superman, and they wanted to do something lighter and more MCU, and instead they came up with Hot Topic villains, which yeah. is...
1: Not good. No. Second Suicide Squad, though.
0: Second Suicide Squad is good because they just kind of let him do his thing. Which is
1: promising for the future of the DCU. Yeah. Or DCEU, but I'm still holding my breath because, you know, Black Adam comes out pretty soon. Yeah. And as you know, my all-time favorite superhero is Hawkman.
0: Yes. So... I think what I'm thinking is, is the fact that uh, with David Ayer, he did get screwed. He did, like, create this movie and had a specific vision for it. And then Warner was like, that's not the vision we want anymore. So they took it away from him and they re-edited it twice. Yep. And what came out was diluted and bad in comparison, which does have its own comparison to mm. Zack Snyder's Justice League because Joss Whedon came in and completely re-edited it and refilmed stuff and did his own oh, thing. so bad. It was very bad. Especially, I don't know if you've watched the Zack Snyder's mm, Justice League. I,
1: I've seen uh, about three-fourths of it, I think. It's actually watchable. It's watchable.
0: It is. Like, the crazy thing is I don't like Zack Snyder, but I got to be like, you know, you kind of had a vision here. I'm... I can respect the I vision. I can respect what yeah. you did. Like, I bought it on Blu-ray afterwards just to own it, because I can respect what he did. Yeah. It's weird, but it's there, and it's at least a cohesive vision, which yeah. the first Justice League was, was not. not. No. Um, so... And actually, I did not mind Ben
1: Affleck as Batman. No! In this, in I liked him. Recut. I thought it was fine. Like I thought he was okay in the first one, but...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was better. I thought yeah. he, I think he might be my favorite Batman. I haven't watched the new Batman yet, but... Yeah. I, I really liked Ben Affleck as Batman.
0: So... So, I I can get the idea behind a David Ayer cut. At the same time, as much as David Ayer can get get some respect, he did do End of Watch. Mm -hmm. He also did Bright. Oh, did he? Yeah, same guy. So, I'm sitting there going, what is your vision? Really, what were we... What we look like... Uh,
1: (laughs) I mean... I don't I don't know. I think it's kind of too late for a suicide, suicide squad. Yeah,
0: I think this is this is entirely just HBO wanting something they can advertise on HBO Max yeah. while they're trying to figure out what direction the new Discovery WB merger takes.
1: Well, well, and also um I think that there's some pressure to get more subscribers as well mm-hmm. because with Netflix imploding on themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I think HBO oh, is the
0: next logical step right yeah well it's disney plus and it's hbo and it's interesting that those are the two that we have because those are also the two that own superheroes yes yeah yeah because hulu eh. hulu's disney like
1: oh yeah, it's H- disney yeah. hulu could be
0: absorbed by disney at any moment and then yeah. disney would be perfectly happy yeah
1: yeah i mean i've noticed stuff going from hulu to disney plus very yep. slowly so
0: mm-hmm. yeah they're they're slowly pulling in the stuff that is age appropriate for their Disney yes. Plus subscribers? Yeah. And Sometimes, like with uh, like Daredevil and mm-hmm.
1: Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Yeah. That's not even necessarily no. true anymore. When,
0: when Hit Monkey makes the move, you know that Hulu is dead. Yes. Yeah. Which I gotta say, unrelated, but Hit Monkey is very watchable. Yeah, I yeah. liked Hit Monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just I don't think it was uh, marketed <laughs> appropriately. No. Um. But so Warner's is it's in an interesting. Place with HBO. Yes. Uh, And I mean, some of that's fueled also by the CW basically getting potentially sold off. Yes. So some stuff that's definitely. I mean, one reason why they canceled uh, Legend of Tomorrow, which makes me sad. Um, and cancelling Batwoman, which doesn't make me sad, um, is because they're tied up in a Netflix deal, and Netflix Mm -hmm. owns the streaming rights basically in perpetuity. They don't own the Superman streaming rights. They don't own some of the other shows that have come out since then. So if the CW gets sold off, expect that shows like The Flash is going to go away at that point because it's tied up. But the Arrowverse will live on because of Superman and whatever Mm -hmm. else they decide to make post that. Which... Superman and Lois is really watchable. Oh, is it? I've no, watched it. It's, you should watch it. It's so good. All right. So, um, but there's, yeah, there's, I feel like Warners is in this weird place and you can feel it just with them just throwing things against the wall, like David Ayer cut, mm-hmm. like putting the Iron Giant in everything when it doesn't make any fucking sense for yep. him. Like, yeah. why is he in multiverses? He's a peaceful robot. Why is he fighting people and kicking them off a ledge? I don't... I don't get that. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think
1: Warner Brothers sees the money making opportunity, mm-hmm. but they and they want to be competitive against Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they originally were trying to be competitive with Netflix, but Netflix decided to be Netflix. Be and Netflix. There was, was an
0: unsustainable business model there. Yeah,
1: um, but just. You know, you know, it's not a smart business decision to say, why are we losing subscribers? It's because they're sharing accounts, so we'll tax that or yeah. put more stuff and raise our prices and cancel shows. Yeah. Like, I don't watch Netflix shows anymore because every time I do, like I am like, like, Glow. Love to Glow. is one of my favorite shows. Ends on a cliffhanger, never to be seen again. It's Fox Syndrome. Same reason I don't watch new shows on Fox.
0: Yeah, there was... um. There's a new vampire slash vampire hunter show coming out on Netflix. Some tween friendly girls fall in love with each other, but different side of the tracks. But one's mm. a vampire, the other's a vampire hunter. It does. It looks CW quality, yeah. but I'll end up watching it because there's vampires in it. Because this is how I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to. Um, but I, in the AV Club comments for it, everyone was immediately going. I give this a season before it's canceled. Yeah. and it's not like not even as a joke. It's just we all know. Like, it's Netflix. If it doesn't do immediate gangbusters, it's going to hit the floor. Which, I mean, to the credit of HBO and HBO Warners and all that, they don't necessarily do that. HBO fosters shows. Yes. So, I mean, like, Made to Love was good for a little while, and then, like, people stopped talking about it, but it still got a second season. A lot of shows that HBO does will just get a second season because they like to string it out and have the fans come back and continue to be loyal. Except for Watchmen. Well, that that was by design, was a, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft County too.
0: Yeah, that, well, that one was that one hurt people. Yeah, yeah, they they were thinking about doing it, and then they just couldn't. Yeah. So, but no, I think there's a better bit of support. And like, if it wasn't tied up in the Netflix deal, you can yeah. tell that Warner's wouldn't have canceled Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman. They would have just oh, yeah. moved it to HBO and been done with it. Yeah. But there's that thing of if companies can't control their IP, they'd rather kill it than yeah. have someone else own it. Like, um uh marvel killing off all the x-men and yeah. fantastic 4 comics for a little while yeah. until they got the the shows back because they weren't going to do anything and support someone else making money off their stuff yeah. which business-wise makes sense but it hurts the but it, it hurts it the bottom line because yeah. now you're you have like the
1: fantastic 4 showing up and people are going to be like who
0: yeah well and then you have the fact of now fans have a little less trust that the shows that they're going to get invested yeah. in that you want you want them to be invested yeah. in are going to last. Yeah.
1: So yeah, and it's unfortunate but what are you mm. going to do? What are you going to do? And Warner Brothers I I think they should be looking at developing new IPs too instead mm-hmm. of recycling the old ones cuz the DCU isn't working and
0: parts of it do work like I like parts of it they're not successful parts but yes. I like parts of it and I think there's a thread that's emerging that actually does work and it's basically anything tied to Harlequin yes so like Birds of prey which was not financially successful is still like liked by fans yeah and then she showed up in the the suicide squad and that wasn't financially huge but I don't think Warners expected it to be. No. You got the vibe from them that they were like, well, we're releasing this during COVID because we need to recoup some money, but it'll get a subscribers. And that's all we movie. need. Yeah. Yeah. And we just need the subscribers. And then they they did Peacemaker, which, which is awesome. oh, my God. Well, yeah, we should talk about that during our, our watch party here. Yeah. But that's just a really weird, bizarre show. Built around a character you wouldn't expect to get a TV show, but that was for them to say, hey, James Gunn, we like working with you. We want you to continue your vision with the DCEU. Just come here and make this and we'll just we'll just put it on our show. And I think that's
1: one of the big things too is mm-hmm. that Warner Brothers had to learn the hard way instead of just looking at what Disney was or Marvel was doing. They did it wrong. They did it wrong. Yeah. And they kept trying to force something in. Mm-hmm. And I think one good thing about COVID is and just like the p- politicized nature of everything surrounding COVID and the president, et cetera, et cetera. I think they finally realized our stuff's too dark. Yeah too this dark
0: <clears throat> but they like there's a part of me that likes the fact that they're not marvel yes they, there needs to be counter programming tomorrow now marners hasn't necessarily learned that lesson if you go and watch the batman yeah i think that's a dour unfun movie and i said this in my review we can talk about it when you finally see it um batman can be dark batman yeah. can be serious batman can stand for something superheroes can do this in general but when there is a point at which your superhero has become so grim dark that they're no longer fun. And if you're going to dress someone up in a cape and a cowl, you need a little bit of fun in there. Yeah. Just a little. Cause otherwise why put them in a cape and a cowl? They could wear any uniform and basically do what Batman does as a vigilante, Yeah. but you're making them a superhero. Give us a little something. Yeah. And DC ran into that same issue when they did comic books
1: mm-hmm. in like the nineties and early aughts. Like, Batman wasn't fun anymore. It was just okay. He's going to brood for six episodes or issues, oh my and then God, he did that so much. Oh nope, seven issues, and then yep. he's going to be mad. And uh...
0: the, of that period, the comic I enjoyed the most from Batman, and just because it's so absolutely ass crazy terrible all-star batman and robin oh oh my god <laughs> it's, so bad, it's so bad but it's readable but it's readable it's so readable in a tear you're, you're sitting there going this Who is new frank
1: miller had vision
0: i know it's so wretched it's like the air cut the non-air cut of <laughs> suicide squad yeah. but like cranked well past 11 yeah.
1: <laughs> but and that's the thing like super or batman always had someone to balance yes it in some way yeah Barbara Gordon, or Robin, or Nightwing. Or Robin or again. Alfred, or, or Robin again. Robin. <laughs> or, or, or Girl Robin. <laughs> um, <laughs> Songbird, even. or Robin again. <laughs> and even Superman to some extent. But, yeah,
0: no, and that's, that's I think, what's missing from the Batman, is it's so grim dark, because there's no one to bounce about. Even the Alfred that's in there isn't very quippy. No, so it's, he's it's just a, b- he's a British bummer. guy. He's a yeah. British guy. Um. And that's a lot, a lot of the problem with the, a lot of the early uh, DCEU films of the same type was it was very dark. This The Batman feels like it learned lessons from Joker, which was the wrong movie to build your lessons yes. off of. Maybe it's fine as a one-off. Don't build an entire multiverse around it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just
1: thinking about why, I like, because I like the Michael Keaton Batman. Uh-huh.
0: But you had Bruce Wayne.
1: Being eccentric playboy, yeah. who added that fun element into yeah. it. Yeah,
0: you, you. There's no scene in the Batman, like in Batman 1989, where Bruce Wayne invites Vicky Vale over and they have dinner at opposite ends of the eighty eight hundred foot long table. That's just such a yeah. dumb scene, but it helps sets a lighter tone. Yeah. once in a while.
1: Yeah, because, it, it, yeah, it's just Batman's yeah. a hard character to write.
0: Yes, I agree. But. But James Gunn has it in him to write both dark, gory violence and still make it fun. Yeah. And I think, like, there are rumors swirling that James Gunn is going to become the Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, whatever his name is, of the DCEU. I think that's a good move. The guy with the vision. Mm Because he's doing this, uh, the the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's doing the holiday special. And that's it. Yeah, and then it sounds like he's done. With Marvel. Yeah, he's he, he got hired back so he could finish his vision, which he was happy to do. And then, but because they fired him once already, you get the feeling like he's ready to just wipe his hands of it and walk away.
1: I, th- I think... Uh... Taika Waititi. Right. I, we kind of talked about this on the last podcast. But he's
0: gonna be the next James Gunn for them. I think he's gonna
1: yeah. Which is good because yeah. I love him. He's got a tone but... that fits better. James yes.
0: Gunn really wants to be slither levels of gore and violence. Yes. He wants to make a weird, dumb, gory horror movie. Like 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 uh Sam Raimi does. Yeah. Yeah. And he can broaden out and do other stuff, but his natural instinct is to go back to making you both laugh and be yeah. cringed out at the same time. Yeah. And DC
1: is the perfect market for they that. They
0: will let they they want to be the anti-Marvel. They still want fun superhero movies, yes. but they want to counter program because they can't program at this point. Yes. So yeah. 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 So and Peacemaker is the perfect like example of how you build that multiverse out and still have it be yeah. fun
1: yeah they want something i think that mm-hmm. reaches more older millennials mm-hmm. gen x people a
0: little r-rated yeah but i think the the biggest flaw of the suicide squad was that it wasn't just straight up put out on hbo max to begin with yeah yeah and i think they
1: learned their lesson with it. they one. did
0: that's because they didn't make a peacemaker movie they made a peacemaker show yes yeah which so.
1: again it was great seeing john cena In his element.
0: So yeah, let's go over Peacemaker because I think that's the last step of this. This will be our little watch party before we wrap up. And so Peacemaker is about basically the same James Gunn story that we've seen Mm -hmm. a couple times already. Because we saw uh, aliens come to Earth and start taking over people, which we saw with Starro, which we saw with Slither. James Gunn likes a very specific story. And if there's any critique I have from James Gunn, it would be, I've now seen this three times. Please tell me something other. Or ocean people next time. Please, please. Give me something a little different. But, he, he, and he has done stories outside of that because he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy. But yep. he does have a specific trope he likes to play well, in.
1: Well, Guardians of the... Mm, no. I don't know. I feel like that was still kind of in there a little <laughs> bit. Like the whole Mantis character, for example. Uh,
0: I don't know. I feel... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, so... Peacemaker, being the the vigilante of this, who doesn't view himself as a villain, even though no, the DCEU views him as a villain, yeah. uh, will kill anyone he has to to restore peace. Although, as we see, won't kill kids if he doesn't have to. Yes. The kids have to be, like, attacking him for him yeah. to kill them first. So, he but He thinks about it. Yeah, he does have a line, which yeah. I didn't think he did. Um, but he is willing to protect peace at any cost. Gets teamed up with the remnants of Task Force X mm-hmm. to go hunt a new threat, which he doesn't understand what the threat is at the start, but is revealed to be, quote unquote, the butterflies, which are aliens from another planet who have come to Earth, and some of them start, they can crawl inside a human's head and take over them, but it kills them in the process, and basically yes. they animate the bodies, um, and they become those people. And so they're trying to do some sort of invasion on the planet, and Peacemaker and his team have to go and kill them. That's the whole story. It's doled out slowly over, like, 40-minute episodes, but that's the whole of it. And most of the time, it's just him being hyper-violent, rocking out to hair metal, and shooting people. And it is glorious. It is amazing. It's amazing. It's not really a superhero show, but it's just fantastic enough that it still ties in. Yes. So. So yeah, I think I'm with you on this. John Cena is the star of that. Yeah. To a T. Yeah.
1: It was like he was made for this. Like, there's just a role that I think every B and A-list actor has Mm -hmm. eventually where it's like, this was your role. This was your role. And that was...
0: I didn't know I needed you to play Peacemaker, but I actually need you to sit around rocking out. And then in your emotional moments, go and play a little Guns N' Roses on a piano, which he was actually playing that. What? Was he really? If you look, there's wide shots where he's actually doing the finger movements for it. Hmm. Yeah, If if that was not him truly playing it, then they did such a good job of him faking it that it looked realistic. That's...
1: That's probably harder to do. <laughs> I know, right?
0: That's why I just assumed he was playing it. Yeah. But yeah, no, they did a lot of wide shots where it really, it was him at that piano playing. Oh, wild. I need yeah. to go back and watch well, that. Well, I mean, wrestlers have a lot of skills that they don't get to, like, well, the number of- John Cena's of, always been, I, I've, yeah. when he pops up and stuff, I'm yeah. never like,
1: ugh, John Cena.
0: The number of wrestlers you hear about that go off and also have, like, doctorates or something yeah. else. And you're sitting going, you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren with his three different PhDs. (laughs) Like, okay, I get it. You're both bigger and smarter than I am. Please stop. (laughs) Quit being so pretty. (laughs) So, but no, I mean, like, this was a role for John Cena. And I can see why after seeing him in the Suicide Squad, they're like, we need to give you a show. You're too good for us not to tie you down. And whether it was James Gunn's idea specifically or Warner Brothers going, let's lock this guy down and let's keep him here they they did a smart move and yep. keep in extending his contract out. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Like some of the task force X people I could live with or without, they didn't and get the development. Was, this was Peacemaker's show. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and I think, and I'm hoping anyway, that this is an example of what future DCEU stuff will be like, mm-hmm. where yeah. you have a, a movie and you can explore subplots or even popular characters.
0: But, I mean, we're never going to get Margot Robbie in a, a DC, HBO Max DCEU show. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, she's going to be movies.
1: I she, know I'm in the minority in this one, yeah. but everything about Harley Quinn is super cringy to me.
0: I actually like the character. I like it's the fans that. Well, no, I'll I, I I talk to the fans. Don't mm-hmm. listen to the fans. I like the character for what she is. I think Margot Robbie sp- uh, plays a very specific version. Now, that said. I don't think she's the best version we have around right now. I think the Harlequin cartoon
1: with is that the Poison Ivy one?
0: That's the one with her and Poison, Poison Ivy, Ivy together, yeah. uh, voiced by the chick from um, Big Bang Theory. Yes. Yeah, Kaylee Cuoco. Is mm. that how it's pronounced? Because yeah. I was surprised
1: I liked actually.
0: Oh my god, that show is so good because it has that same like level of yeah. hyper violence and gore, uh, but also hilarity. Yeah. And they found the not only the perfect voice for Harlequin but the perfect story voice for her too. Yeah. They have yeah. A,
1: They found the niche. They found her character. Yes. Like,
0: I I could honestly live without Margot Robbie's um, Harlequin showing up ever again. Yes. If we had the cartoon going on in perpetuity. Because, like, it's just so good. And they're making, for HBO Max, a Kite Man show as well.
1: Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. (laughs) Kite Man. (laughs) See, and that's the stuff that I want them to do. And DC is always... For the most part, anyway, with with some exceptions, mm-hmm. killed it in the animated space.
0: They're really good animated. They're actually not bad with live action. I know you don't like the Arrowverse, mm. but uh, it, it threw you off, especially with that first season of Legends, which stupid
1: Hawkman. I know ain't Hawk know. Girl.
0: They did bring him back. Who cares?
1: <laughs> I want my Hawkman to be my like Channing Tatum,
0: tall, mysterious, beefy. So I'm guessing you're gonna watch the uh, Black Adam movie then. Oh because Hawkman will be in it
1: yeah and he looks like a good Hawkman <laughs> so he's he's not five foot two yeah which no no insult to short people but
0: he was he was both too short and too bad at acting to be yes. that Hawkman yeah like it was, it was bad it was bad it was bad the girl they got for Hawk girl wasn't bad she was just a bad actress she she's she was better at it than Hawkman was but there's yes. there's a reason they weren't invited back yes yeah. So, which
1: is sad because like their costumes looks pretty dope. Mm. The
0: DC- the Arrowverse has a good does a good job of actually updating things to look okay on live action. Yeah, 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 for everyone but, except for Killer Frost. Oh, that Killer uh, Frost is bad. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna try and get you to watch like the Death Storm arc they did. That was pathetic. No. Oh my god, it was I do so bad. want
1: to watch. Uh, was it Metal Man? Or the one with Brandon Fraser? What's that called? Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol, which is movie.
0: also HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes of Doom Patrol and I enjoyed it.
0: It's fucking weird Star as Girl. shit. It's, it's Star Girl's not bad. Um, it's, I also
1: love Star Girl though. This one,
0: it's one of the better Arrowverse shows. The second season was definitely much improved. And oh, was it? Yeah, I lost interest that, in first season. And that's another one that's going to be um both on uh, CW and then on HBO Max. So you oh, can just watch good. it then. Yeah, I mean, they brought a bunch of interesting stuff in from that, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Shade and oh, yeah. uh, Old Green Lantern and all kinds of other stuff. Well, I mean, Jade for Old Green Lantern. Yeah. All kind of, but I mean, they brought in a lot of stuff. It's it's an interesting show. That That's the thing is like, I like the DC properties that are on HBO Max, including Peacemaker, because we were supposed yeah. to be watch parting that. But there is like, while I appreciate Marvel's focus, it feels like they're struggling to figure out where phase four is supposed to go. Meanwhile, warners is so good at all their diverse procs that i'll watch all of it but i get irritated when any if ever they try and tie any of it
1: together (laughs) yeah and i'm i think i'm okay with not having a universe that ties everything together yeah
0: so but yeah no i think i I, like warners has some good stuff i mean i think they still do have a few more misses than hits than i would like but they have some good stuff if they could just figure out whether or not it's like it has to be a multiverse, like a focused multiverse, just figure out some direction for some of it. Yeah. And just I th- enough.
1: I think one thing that the MCU's done brilliantly, too, is we've already seen, like for example, Peter Parker's origin story mm-hmm. a half billion times. Mm-hmm. So they didn't like give it to us again. They didn't give it to us again. We don't need it. Mm-hmm. But with the Batman, it's like, okay, this is the 80th time I have to hear and sit through... The freaking Batman origin story.
0: I mean, with the Batman, at least they have started at year two. Mm. So some of the stuff has been tied up. But it causes its own issues, too, where it's like, not only do we not see you at the very beginning, but you're still at your beginning, so you're losing your lessons. But also, who the fuck have you been fighting this whole time? Right? Because it feels like you exist in a vacuum. Oh, my God, there's this vigilante. Really? What's he doing? What's he been doing for the last year? Yeah. Like, except brooding in his house, listening to Nirvana. Yeah. I don't need that. I need Peacemaker.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just want them to, if they want to do a shared universe like mm-hmm. Marvel does, they need to start it at almost the same point where the current MCU is, mm-hmm. where you know Batman, Wonder Woman, et cetera, already established, maybe yeah. mentor characters only, and then branch out, have a Nightwing, and
0: have a... Well, I know with the Flash movie, which I'm assuming will still come out because they're still advertising it, even if they then have to fire the Flash. Yeah, uh, poor Ezra Miller and his fucked up ways. Yeah. Um, like they're gonna try Great flash, and shitty person. They're gonna try and introduce the their multiverse then, and kind of sort of crisis ish mm. everything. I think they're even talking about doing a film Crisis at some point. Well, aren't they
1: doing Flashpoint?
0: Well, but Flashpoint into an actual Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Um, and then they'll use it as a which. They're going to use it as an opportunity to reboot their continuity. But at the same time, it's really weird that they're calling it Crisis on Infinite Earths that they're talking about for the movies. When they literally did Crisis on Infinite Earths by name Mm -hmm. in the Arrowverse. And the Arrowverse featured cameos from some of the DCEU stuff. So it's like, you're going to... Infinite Crisis, you're Infinite... DC's always... Oh my god.
1: DC's always had better overall characters, I think, but crappy storytelling. Yeah compared to Marvel, like Marvel's always had it in the storytelling department (sighs) with mediocre characters but Mm. for the most part pain DC has in my opinion the better characters but their stories are always so lackluster then they always they'll build something it's like
0: reset reset everything again yeah yeah like I know in um comics they just like they did a five years later kill the justice league yeah but all those characters are still alive at the same time because it happens five years later and it's yeah. supposed to like build to it, but you also know DC is gonna be like three years from now, yeah, we're not building to that anymore, yeah, yeah, so
1: yeah, I'm, I haven't read a DC comic in
0: no years. I got out when Jeff Johns stopped writing uh, Green Lantern and, and then I pretty much stopped buying comics all... almost altogether, yeah, yeah.
1: I have a subscription to the Marvel app and I'll read Marvel comics still, but. DC, I, I can't tell you the last time I read a yeah. DC comic. Anyway,
0: all right, this has been not so live from Astro J lamenting the multiverse all the way out through the DCE universe. I am Mike Finkelstein, still desperately hoping for a blue lantern ring. Oh, blue. I'll, I'll you do. want a blue lantern ring? I'll do violet. Huh. Ooh, that's yeah. a nice one. Is that that the love? Oh, or you, that want, that indigo? Indigo. you want to I'm go indigo? Indigo. You want to go indigo with uh, yeah, right. compassion? I'll do compassion.
1: Okay. I like the indigo. Lanterns. What's your name?
0: Give us your name again. The the Rock? You're not The Rock. But he's a wrestler just like John Cena is. (sighs) And we will see you next time.